Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up, proudly brought to you by Platypus Shoes. If you're new, it's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things music, art, dance, and all-around culture. My name is Jack, your host and avatar for all these amazing conversations that we're having. On today's episode, we've got the pleasure of chatting with Vanessa Marianne, owner of dance and self-care experts, Groove Therapy. She's one of three stellar representatives who will be mentoring winners of Platypus's Discover Series program designed to give opportunities to young people who have incredible stuff in store across all the arts. Vanessa is based in New York, and so for this episode, I got on the phone to have our powwow. So, Vanessa, first off, I just want to say thanks so much for letting us give you a buzz. I'm really excited to be talking to you. I've heard so many great things about about the stuff you do. Um, And I'm sure that so many other people that are listening have definitely heard of you too. But for people that haven't, um, I thought it was probably best to get an idea of why you love dancing so much. Can you tell us how you started? Um, well, I started at the early age of, I think, maybe one. One? <laughs> um, I just basically whenever I could watch dancing on a TV. And back then I lived in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And the TV back then would have been mainly like Middle Eastern style dances and a lot of Indian dancing and Indian classical dance mm-hmm. and the Lombardo, which I later found out comes from Brazil. Um, <laughs> And so I just watched TV like any other kid, I guess, does. And I just copied what I saw there and I was obsessed with it. Um, Even pictures of me as like a toddler, everything's just, it's me dancing, me posing. (laughs) I just lived for it. Um, And then I guess moving on from there, it was just a hobby to me. Even as a kid, when I had like fantastical ideas of what I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be a fashion designer because I loved art more than anything else. Um, And dance was just never on the radar. And I think that's been my greatest blessing um, in life because I've treated the thing that I love so much as a thing that I love so much, um, not as a career. And then I guess like group therapy came around by accident from there. Okay. And so was there a moment when you were dancing where you realized that it was something that you wanted to be doing professionally? Yeah. Actually, it's one of those rare instances where there was. What happened with grief therapy was I hit this point in my life where I got anxiety because nothing in my life was working out. All the career paths that I tried all these other sort of creative, ambitious careers and whatnot just all failed ethically. And I had moved to a new city. I didn't really have friends and I hadn't been dancing for a long time. And yeah, that's the first I'd properly experienced anxiety and I didn't recognize it for what it was. I thought it was asthma. Um, And then when I realized that uh, this was actually like a mental health issue, I just self-medicated by going back to dance class. And that was a huge turning point for me. And when I talk about it to people, they just sort of be like, oh, my God, I wish I could dance. But, you know, like, you know, I I just like I did classes as a kid or I never did classes as a kid. I can never start now. So kind of based off this double whammy of realizing how great it was for me from a mental health perspective, yet ironically, how unhealthy dance studio environments were for people's mental health because they fostered competition and comparison and were generally intimidating. 
I just created grief therapy. So I, w- I would call it more like a mental health thing than a, a dance organization, first and foremost. So that's kind of how that was born. For people that mm-hmm. might not be aware, could you give me like the pitch, like the boardroom pitch of what groove therapy is all about? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so groove therapy, I guess our aim is that we take the mental health benefits of dance and the physical benefits of dance along with the emotional benefits, the cognitive benefits, and we put that at the front and centre of everything we do dance-wise. So we mainly offer weekly classes across Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane and we've got lesson plans that both teach you legit street dance and hip-hop because we don't culturally appropriate and at the same time, uh, yeah, try and foster the safest space possible. We dim the lights, there's no mirrors. Um, Our lesson plans have been run by mental health experts to ensure that we are sort of fostering that safer space. Um, and then we offer online classes, online courses as well that you can buy if you're still too shy to come to a uh, real-life class. And then we run a casting agency. So all the offshoot sort of gigs and industry-style brand, brand collaborations, movement directing, music videos, all of that stuff, we cast within the actual dance industry through the agency wing of things. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a synopsis. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And you're now based yeah. in New York. Um, why the move mm-hmm. if everything's still going on down in um, Australia? Here's the deal. Bruce Therapy going, was going and is going really well in Australia. And there was no reason to change anything up, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly why I moved. I wanted to be in a city that, kind of bleeds with history, with pain. I wanted to be in the birthplace of hip-hop to learn about these street styles from the OGs and creators, many of whom are still alive. I wanted to see how the suffering and discrepancy in different demographics mushed together in such close proximity bleeds into the art and the arts um, over here. And I basically just wanted to be a small fish and just be schooled. Uh, and New York is the best city to do that. So it's, it's a personal thing, actually. And I think it's the best decision I've ever made. Wow. God, you sold that to <laughs> me so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So I thought about it a lot, trust me. It wasn't just one of those <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to go chase my dreams. And um, I didn't come here to get discovered either. So I literally came here to be anonymous. So I go to class every week and I don't think a single one of my teachers knows that I run this thing called grief therapy back home. Oh, really? I'm just like this little fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I came here. It's awesome. It's the best. (laughs) I highly recommend it for anyone who's young and doesn't have a mortgage and a family that they're responsible for to just do stupid stuff like this. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. That sounds like such a great time of, like, self-reflection and learning for you. Oh, geez, I'm jealous. Moving more now onto sort of the state of dance generally, why do you think that dance is such a powerful art form? I think dance is one of the most powerful art forms that exists on the face of the earth. And I think it's one of the least... uh, appreciated in certain ways and like I'll get into that 
um, in that dance offers all the benefits that exercise offers, going to dance class or becoming part of, you know, dance jams and regularly going and jamming out with other dancers allows you to become part of the community, which is so important for mental health. But then the thing that takes it to the next level over just joining, you know, after work team sports, which has all those same benefits, is that it's a self-expressive art form. So... You know, the first thing that any mental health organization will tell you to do if you're feeling down is to talk about it or reach out to someone. So if, if, if your life is kind of a bit shitty or you need to sort your life out a bit and you, you don't quite want to verbally say it or talk to someone yet, dance can be a great self-expressive gateway to just letting out the feelings and emotions um, through your body and having a different type of vocabulary to sort of start on that process of opening that door up. Um, so I think for that reason, it is the best art form and the best, the most superior form of exercise that you can take on. That's my like, genuine and honest belief. Oh, I but, completely agree with that one for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think like us adults, we're, we care so much about looking stupid and we care so much about not being amazing the first time we try something and Mm. this fear of like, Oh, I'm not going to look great when I do this first, when I do my first group therapy class or first any sort of dance class or anything really. Um, And truth be told, you probably won't look good. Uh, If you, if you were to just take a class and look epic the first time you did it, well, what's my job here for, you know, like, any skill set that's epic, you've got to start somewhere. Mm. Um, so that's a big thing for us, break, breaking through that, that I can imagine. barrier of, yeah, self-judgment. Instagram has played a pretty important role in dance in recent years. Crews from all around the globe, mm. including poverty-stricken countries, have a huge online presence, millions of followers, which can prop mm-hmm. up really quickly overnight, as I'm sure you're aware. How does that change the way that we mm-hmm. consume dance and culture? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm. Um, I'm all for the good parts of social media mm-hmm. in that it gives the voice to the voiceless and it the people can vote with a double tap of their thumb. Uh, and this flows on into what brands are considering as far as, you know, uh, content alignment and who they're casting. And I'm all for that. Um, the only thing... The only thing that I'd say is maybe a little bit of a negative around that that sort of explosion of um, social media presence is that you can't really know if you're not a dancer and you're looking to hire someone, if that person is legitimately of the art form or whether they're culturally appropriating, whether right. they truly understand you know, this style that they're putting out there and whether they are truly allowed to portray that style. Mm. Um, and that's a bit of a messy one. And that's the that's the only problem in the greater spectrum of things that I can think of off the top of my head. That and also, you know, followers equals jobs for yeah. a lot of brands. And, and unfortunately for some studios that will only hire teachers that have huge followings now. And... 
uh, a lot of the OGs, especially in New York, like my teachers who are 50 years plus, who invented these dance styles, mm. um, wouldn't have the followers to book some of those jobs in some of those bigger studios. That's a bit, that's a bit of a funny one, I think. Yeah, that's odd. I guess that's just mm. sort of about it being a social currency now. Odd. Uh-huh, and it is what it is. So, yeah, yeah you, you can whinge about it or you can play the game or you can just realize that that's sometimes how life works. Yeah. That's how I see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess you have to. When you say that mm-hmm. some people are culturally appropriating and it's hard to discern, you know, whether they are or whether they're not, how would you go about doing that? I think you should do your research and ask more than one person to be an authority on informing you um, on whether a person is someone you should hire for the job. Mm. So, you know, that's why I think group therapy agency, I think we do a great job because we don't cast dancers based on how many followers they have or how they look. We literally cast the best dancer for the job. And we're all so obsessed with street dance that we just, we cast dancers that really know their style. But if the brief is just, we want a poppy cheerleader to dance for this commercial, um, that's not really an issue. We'll get one of those jazz dancers who has the clean lines and they look amazing and they're professional to work with. That's fine. But then if that same agency wants a hip hop dancer, we really want to give them someone who knows hip hop. Mm. Or if they want a voguer, we want someone who we want to ask the Vogue community and someone who authentically represents that community to be cast or booked for that job. That's kind of, that's how we go about things. But I, I understand if you don't work in the industry, I think every industry is like that, right? I mean, would you consider yourself a journalist? I wouldn't, but I mean, I can call myself yeah. a journalist if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, um, I don't know what industry you, you consider that you work in, but in any industry, there's the commercial, there's the commercial elements of the industry. There's the kind of like, you know, there's that kind of dark underbelly of the industry. There's the ones that are really like struggling to keep it authentic and legit. Mm. And there's sometimes the voices that aren't heard as much. And, you know, that's just how it is. And uh, almost everyone I talk to from, you know, outdoor adventure photography all the way to even models, you know, they say the same sorts of things about their industry. So you can't fully get angry at the brands for sometimes not knowing who they're hiring, you know? Yeah. Because I wouldn't. We'll be back to our interview with Vanessa in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Wouldn't you want to hear from Kanye right before he released the college dropout? You know, right before he was Kanye? Well, that's what Sneaker, a Platypus Shoes podcast, is all about. Conversations with talented people blazing the trail. Now, Vanessa, moving on to the whole Discover Series project, um, which is, you know, why we're we're chatting, luckily. Um, Could you give us a rundown on what Discover Series is? So the Discover Series campaign is something I was so excited about and really honoured to be asked, you know, to to represent the dance pillar. Um, Basically, it's about giving a voice and a platform to creators that fall under the dance, the music and the art, I guess fine art you could say, um, 
sort of pillars of creativity. Mm-hmm. And my role is, I guess, to be the face of the dance pillar. And the Discover series is about asking people to put themselves out there, give themselves, a, 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 give what they do and what they believe in as far as dance goes, a voice online. And to tag with the Discover series hashtag so that we can, as a community, look at each other's work, appreciate each other's work, and build this online presence. And then to take it one step further, um, Platypus is going to be uh, helping me choose one person from these hashtags uh, that we will give some prize money to and that we will also fly all the way to New York to hang out with me. Cool. And something I really want to push is um, when they hang out is not just, oh, we're going to check out New York and just like take some dance classes, but I really want to sit with this person and look at the business side of running a dance initiative. Yeah, wow. I was going to ask, what, what can people expect to experience if they're lucky enough to win some time with you? Like, what do you think the average day would be? Um, so, yeah, Platypus asked me this too, and I gave them a really difficult answer in that I was like, I need to know who the person is, and I, I will tailor <laughs> it to them. You know, if they're into Broadway and musicals, we'll go, we'll go to Broadway, and we'll go to jazz classes, and I'll find you a mentor to, like, take a private lesson with, and then we'll sit down and we'll, we'll talk about whatever your initiative is, and we'll think about action, actionable um, steps that they can take to making that vision um, either a reality or even greater than it already is. Um, but if you're like a hip-hop head, we'll organize some street jams. We'll go to like a house battle. You know, if you're into Vogue, like let's go to some balls, you know, take class with me. Like uh, it's it's going to be completely tailored to the person because I want that person to really um, get the most out of this experience. And I, I feel like getting a head start on what you believe in is so huge because that's how group therapy got to where where it did. This is Shout Outs on Sneak Up. A time to get our fingers on the pulse. So have you got any mm-hmm. choreographers that are really leading the way at the moment? Do you have like a favorite crew that people can check out on Instagram or anything? Oh, I feel like I'm going to start shouting at people and I immediately feel really sad because I've forgotten. <laughs> um, but, okay, here's some. First and foremost, Amy Zhang. Mm-hmm. And she is basically our head movement director and the general manager of Groove Therapy. And she's the reason that Groove Therapy is still running because she's my support network and she is an incredible, creative, awesome dancer in her own right and just one of the most loyal and amazing humans that exists on the face of the earth. And uh, the next is the Buggy Bumpers crew. They are a collective in Sydney of, um, I guess, mainly light feet dancers, but they, they're just amazing street dancers. They're hilarious to watch. They have that epic Aussie larrikinism to their style of moving and yeah, check check them out for sure. The next one would be uh, Benji Ra, who is a Sydney-based Vogue. I guess she's like the mother of Vogue in Sydney slash Australia. Um, and 
you know, she's also an incredibly um, just eloquent and articulate voice for the trans community, but also just um, people of color. And she's an awesome contemporary artist. Uh, and... Oh my gosh, I could just keep going and going. You can if you want. Those are going to be my top. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me just keep thinking. Um, some and some other choreographers that I think people should look up. Mm. Uh, Danielle Polanco. She is my favorite choreographer of all time. She's so Bronx. Uh, she's so legit. She can do pretty much any style, but she's most famous for Vogue and heels, and. She's basically choreographed any famous video clip, iconic video clip from your childhood or from your teenhood at least that oh, wow. you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> and a she big call. It like it is, like yeah, she's 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 a she's a bit intimidating her classes, but she's <laughs> so it's so worth it's so worth attending. Um, and th- these are some of my New York teachers. Um, Eric Negron, he is. Uh, an epic all-rounded dancer. He can literally do everything from like commercial choreography all the way down to house to locking, and he pretty much is a master at every genre that he can teach, which is just freakish. Um, if you're a dancer and you're listening to this, Eric is kind of like the the Tony Czar uh, of New York. Um, and then Sibo, he's um, my weekly house dance teacher. She's such an OG. There's so many amazing house dance teachers um, in New York. But, yeah, like Sibo, Ejo, just incredible dancers, not because they dance from a place of mechanically learning how to, you know, execute every step, but because there's just so much heart and soul behind their movement and you can feel it and you can read it. And Sibo's classes in particular are just electric to attend and make sure you put your phone on auto Shazam before he starts. <laughs> oh, that's great. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think that's a good list. Yeah. yeah, that was so much. Oh, my God. I'm going to be spending all day looking at those people. This is Soulmates on Sneaker, the only place for chats about what our guests are loving on their feet. What are the best shoes to dance in, do you think? Basics would be uh, good old docks. They're really good for sliding in, uh, but they're terrible if you need to do fast footwork because they're heavy. Mm-hmm. They're just like the funnest dance dance shoes to like spin and slide in. And then I've got this um, pair called, I think they're called Adidas Torsion. Torsion? Man, I'm going to get so much shit from sneakerheads. But um, <laughs> basically, basically like... Um, Th- those shoes, like, they kind of resemble runners, but they're not. They've got way more street cred than that. And they're so good for house uh, because they've got, like, that perfect sort of aer- aeration underneath them so that you get this nice bounce. Mm. It's like just dancing on a small bed. Mm. And um, just a little bit of talcum powder on the floor and you can get the perfect slide as well and, um, and all your glides and stuff. And they're just so nice to wear. And then there's the Gigi Hadid. Um, collaboration with Reebok mm-hmm. and same sort of thing. Um, awesome, awesome, like 
bounce and cushioning underneath your feet. Great for jumping in, great for spinning in, nice and lightweight so that, you know, you can keep like agile on your feet. I could keep going. I have so many. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you're making me very yeah. self-conscious. I wear Vans all the time and I thought they were good to dance in, but I think I need to bounce more. Vanessa, my final question for you is, and this is a nice broad one, but I thought this would be a great one to wrap things up with. What can people, mm-hmm. uh, what advice do you have to young people trying to pursue their passions? Oh, where to start? Mm, you can take a moment on this one. Mm. I think if you're doing it for the followers and the fame uh, and the money, I don't know what advice to give you. I genuinely mm. don't, but there is advice on that out there. There are algorithms you can follow and all of those things. Um, and if that's what you truly want, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you really, really love what you do with all your heart and you're doing it because it gives purpose to your life and you feel that it could give purpose to other people's lives, then always work from a place of your why um, and let that be the foundation for every business-based decision you make from the people you collaborate with to the kind of image you choose to put out to the world, to the way you speak to people and treat them. Um, And if you do this consistently over enough time, and if you practice and you get good at your craft as well on top of that, um, you will develop a reputation in our tiny, tiny community as someone who is awesome to work with, as someone who believes in what they're doing, as someone who tirelessly works at what they're doing. And if you consistently show up across as many touch points as possible, you know, your reputation will inevitably lead to, to work, I think. Cool. That's really sound, structured advice. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure because I could keep going. No, that was great. Oh, cool. Well, that's actually it, Vanessa. That's all the questions I have for you. So I really appreciate the time you've taken to take the call and for being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I hope that made sense. No, that was perfect. And yes. Okay, great. Um, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was, it was awesome. That's cool. I really, yeah, I re- as I said, I really, really appreciate it. Um, thanks for taking the time, especially in your evening as well. I know that that was a bit tricky to coordinate, but we're doing it and it sounds fantastic. We did it. Yay. Yes, the internet. Yes. <laughs> yes, technology. Oh, cool. So yeah, what are you, you're going home and having some chic bogan salad? Uh, no, going to yoga, then ah. chic vegan salad. Ah, the reward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the reward. Uh, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Vanessa. Um, good luck with everything. Can't wait for this one to come out. Thank you. Take care. Take thanks. care. See right, ya. Bye. So there it is. Another episode of Sneak Up. If you're keen to enter into Platypus's Discover Series competition and win time with Vanessa if you're a dancer, Beastman if you're into fine art, and Broods if you're into music, just visit the Platypus Shoes website, platypusshoes.com.au, for all the details. To stay up to date with Vanessa, you can follow Groove Therapy on Instagram, at groovetherapy underscore 101. And while you're there, why not chuck a follow to Platypus, at platypus underscore sneakers, and Pedestrian TV, at Pedestrian TV. To stay in the loop on all things sneak up, be sure to subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network. I'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, keep it sneaky. 